Welcome to Wisdom of the Masters, Hasidic Parsha Pearls. I'm your host, Gabriel Horan, and I have a special original source for you today from this week's Torah portion, Parsha's Mishpatim. Mishpatim have to do with laws, and Mishpat is a law. And this week's Parsha really begins the bulkhead of the actual Torah. In the last week's Torah portion, we received, the Jewish people received the Torah at Mount Sinai. There was fire and lightning and thunder and incredible spiritual revelation. God spoke to the Jewish people. And in this week's Parsha, gets down to the details, to the nitty-gritty of what the Torah is all about, how to live your life. And the bulk of this week's Parsha has to do with monetary damages, just the everyday nitty-gritty like details of how to deal with living with other people. What happens if your cow smashes into someone else's cow or into someone's pottery? Or what if someone steals property? How do they have to repay? How do they fix what they, what they damaged? Like literally if someone breaks their leg tripping over a hole that you dug. And in some ways a person reads this and they're like, how is this spiritual? Like I just expected like, you know, how to connect to the soul and to reveal God in the world. And now it's just talking about like legal matters. So first of all, it's important to note that 3,300 years ago, when most of the world was fairly uncivilized, the Jewish people were observing basic civil laws. That's a big deal because it's a real precedence in many ways in human history. But there's much more to it. And we could dissect it on many different levels, but I'm going to share with you a teaching from the Baal Shem Tov himself, the founder of the Hasidic movement. This is I found this in a book called Sefer Baal Shem Tov Alatora. It's basically compilations of sayings and stories from the Baal Shem Tov on the weekly Torah portion that were compiled by his students. And this one was compiled by, um, I believe, his grandson, the Degel Machne Ephraim, Moshe Chaim Ephraim of Sadlkov. And he um, goes like this. Says the Baal Shem Tov, the Zohar, the primary book of Kabbalah, Kabbalistic teachings, ancient text, says on this week's Parsha, these are the laws that you should place before you. It says in the Zohar, Elu Sidurin de Gilgulim. These are the orders of reincarnation. Da Iraza de Gilgulim. Behold, this is the secret of reincarnation. What is going on here? So first off, on this this first verse of the Parsha, the Targum Unculus, the which is the uh, ancient translation of the Torah into Aramaic, says, translates these words as of, these are the laws that you should place before you. Elun dinaya destisader kadmehon. These are the laws that you should place before you. And it's just interesting to note, the word lifnechem in, in Hebrew can either mean in front of you or it can mean before you. And I believe that the Zohar is working off of the statement before you. These are the, these are the, the laws 
or the transactions that took place before you, before your time in this body, in this lifetime. What took place before? Says the Baal Shem Tov. Although this week's Parsha is all about laws of money, what does that have to do with reincarnation? Says the Baal Shem Tov as follows. Sometimes in life, things happen that don't seem just. We go through all sorts of experiences that just don't make sense. And in fact, sometimes even when a person has a legal issue, that they know they're, they're, they, they were not guilty, and sometimes the law comes out against them, and they have to end up paying monetary damages over something that they didn't do wrong. Says the Baal Shem Tov, it doesn't make any sense, because the Torah is a Torah's emes. The Torah is true. And the ways of the Torah are, are pleasant. How could it be that if a person follows the laws of the Torah, that something bad can happen to them? That if a person goes to a Jewish court, and they and they sue somebody for damages, how could it be that the guilty party can walk away innocent, which sometimes unfortunately happens? How is it possible? So says the Baal Shem Tov, because of reincarnation. When something happens in your life that doesn't make sense, when things seem unjust, know that there is a bigger story going on. We only see one small piece of the puzzle. It must be that in a previous lifetime, we owed that person money. And now, although it doesn't seem like it makes any sense to us, why we have to suddenly pay someone money for damage, or why I had to nick someone's car, or why someone had to back-end, rear-end my car. Well, there's a big picture taking place that has to do with many, many lifetimes. And everything is part of a big picture that everything makes sense and everything is just and everything gets paid back in the end so that it all ends up fair because God is a true judge. So the Baal Shem Tov tells the, uh, a, a story. One time the Maggot of Mezrich, the Baal Shem Tov's primary disciple, came to him and he said, I don't understand what this Parsha has to do with reincarnation. And the Baal Shem Tov told him to go to a certain place in the forest and just hide there in the bushes and watch and see what happens. A short time later, a, a man, a rich man, came riding by on a horse, gets off his horse, sits down underneath this tree and eats his lunch. And then he gets up and goes back on his horse. Suddenly, the Magid realizes that the man left behind a pouch of money. He was already too far away to tell him, so the Magid just went back into his hiding place and continued watching what would happen next. A short while later, another man started walking by and he notices the pouch, picks it up and continues on his way, now a rich man. A little while after that, a poor man comes walking through the forest, notices the tree, realizes it's a nice place to sit and eat his piece of bread, and he ends up falling asleep underneath the tree. And while he's sleeping, suddenly the rich man returns to the spot, realizes he must have left his money pouch, searches for it all over, doesn't find it, and starts accusing the poor man of having stolen his wallet and begins beating him. That's the end of the story. The Magid, completely confused, how is there justice in this world, approaches the Baal Shem Tov and says, this is what I saw, what is going on here? The Baal Shem Tov tells him, well, 
with your human eyes seeing things in this time frame, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. seems totally unfair. The poor man got beaten for having done nothing wrong. But says the Baal Shem Tov, the truth is that the first guy in a previous lifetime owed money to the second guy. And the second guy took him to court. And the court ruled against the second man in favor of the first man who walked away with money that did not belong to him. And therefore, in this lifetime, the first man was destined to lose his money. The second man therefore found that money to restore justice that had taken place in the previous lifetime. And who, said the Magid, was the third man, the poor man, that got beaten for no reason. Who was he in the previous life? Says the Balshantov, he was the judge who ruled erroneously in favor of the first man. So that's just a taste. We really only see a small picture of life. And whenever we are faced with an injustice, recognize that there's more than meets the eye. There are many ways to look at it. This is one layer, according to Kabbalah, of how to deal with injustice and suffering is to think that maybe there's a bigger picture that we don't know anything about. My daughter yesterday made a, uh, I forget what you call it, but like she sewed like words on a paper on like a, on a piece of cloth and, and it's very cute. And then she showed me the other side, the back side of it. And it was just all stitches and craziness. She said, isn't that crazy? On one side, it's so beautiful and ordered. On the other side, it's all stitched up. So that's a metaphor for this world. We only see a piece of the puzzle, right? When we see the stitch work of this world, it looks all crazy. Things look like they're disorganized, disordered, and unfair, unjust. And in fact, wrong. And sometimes it looks like there is no God. The truth is, is that there's a masterpiece that's being stitched. We're just looking at it from the wrong side. At the end of history, we're going to see the full tapestry of world history, and everything's going to make sense. At the end of this week's Parsha, the Jewish people say the most quintessential words in the Torah. The Jewish people received the Torah last week, and in this week's Parsha, they say the following two words. Nase v'nishma. What does that mean? It means everything that the Torah tells us, we will do and we will listen. So the Talmud points out that these words are backwards. Really, it should say, we'll, we'll learn, we'll listen to whatever you have to tell us, God, and then we'll do it. What does it mean, we'll do and we'll listen? The Talmud says, the Jewish people are saying, even if we don't understand it, we'll continue to keep the Torah. We're going to try to learn it and to understand it and to hear it. But even if we don't, we're going to do whatever it says, even before we learn it. And the Talmud says these are incredible words. I want to offer, based in, li in light of the teaching from the Baal Shem Tov we just learned, another possible explanation. We will do and we will listen. In this world, our job is to do. We don't always understand. In the next world, when we see the full totality of the big picture of human history, then we will listen. Then we'll fully understand why every single thing had to happen to us in our life. I want to wish you a beautiful Shabbos.